you know, they oh. say they say this call is now being recorded, but do we really know that, Courtney? I can you really um, trust that this call is being recorded? Take honey, tips. we can't trust anything. We can't trust that it's real beef and the hamburgers at McDonald's. We can't trust evidently a vaccine that's going around. We can't trust anybody who's on the television. We can't oh, trust, I trust the, the vaccine. We really can't trust the Google that we're using. So no, no I, don't, we I don't trust the We Google. can't trust them. I don't you know trust what we the can't What? This, this is I'm gonna let you finish and this is our thirtieth show. And it's the urine show. We're a 30th show. We're in our, we're 30 something now. We're 30 something. I'm a, what's her name in that show? Who was the one who always looked like, um, a doe, a deer caught in the headlights and 30 something? Oh, every white, every white woman in that show. You know, I was very late to that show because uh, I was like, I don't care about these people. But then once I started watching, I was like, this is a really good show. But no, that was the thing because it was sold and it was so like Whitey McBride. And it was like, oh God, another one of these shows. But the writing was really, really good. good. It was a good show. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we're <laughs> hi. In case you thought we weren't going to be on the Tangent Express. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of tangents. <laughs> Pause for tangents. Why don't you introduce us, you knucklehead? Come oh, on. sorry. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it is the return of White Oprah and Black Gal, kids. Courtney and Amy, I'm going to let you finish. Our 30th show. I can't, first of all, we were gagged when we made it 10. We were shocked when we made it 20. Gagging when we made it to 10. How about <laughs> gagging when we made it to 1? Right. <laughs> let me just tell you, I kept making us re-record the show in practice. I Amy know. finally put her foot down and was just like, look, <laughs> this, really? this next show is the show. I'm, I'm not going to Harlem. You right. have a really cute neighborhood. <laughs> wow, I really like your neighborhood. It's really easy to get to from Brooklyn, but enough. <laughs> enough with the neighborhood that looks like the escapade <laughs> set. You know, every time I go to your neighborhood, I think like... You think of the escapade set? Escapade. I think it's like Janet's going to start dancing. No, it's not. Dancing down the street randomly. <laughs> randomly. Yeah, enough with your... <laughs> If you come in the summer, you might see people just dancing randomly. No, it's very it actually happen. No, I know, but I was like, yeah, it was like, let's just get this fucking party started, Courtney. Right. People are trying to sleep. Like, okay. I can't keep recording the same show over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Move, Courtney. Move. No, anyway. remember the first show. The actual first show we 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 did that we were going to release was kind of like you know our shows really started out with so it is still a music based show, but um, I felt like I spilled a little too much tea, and I was like, we can't put this out. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I called for the assassination of the president. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, it was so, we so not we cool. Were, we, it was like I think. We should edit. Yeah. <laughs> so not cool. And then we went from Courtney's apartment right. to my apartment. Right. And then we decided to just really fucking make ourselves crazy and go to, like, go to outer Bronx. Mongolia. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not even the Bronx, Courtney. Even, come on. I got off that train and I was like, I don't but think it was we're great, in Kansas Angela's anymore. Was great, and Angela's house is perfect to record. Shout recorded. out to Angela. We shout love you, Angela. Ange. He edits the show for us. The he masters it. Give a big shout out to Ange and Peace Biscuit. Those guys definitely, definitely, definitely hold us down. And it's funny. And then we, we uh, thanks to our former producer, Ann Kristoff, we Yay, she, Ann. she found 
listening party and you know we've been trying to find different places to record and like places like anchor and all of this stuff we have free podcast studio da 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 and we saw the people that they had there. It's like Amy and I submit for us. We're like, all right, we both have decent resumes. We have real music stuff. We're doing this show. They wouldn't even answer us, wouldn't give us a slot. Oh, no. Nobody but Listening Party did, and they had a Yay, studio. Yay, Listening and... Party. Yay. So we and rocked then, with them. And then the China virus wiped us <laughs> out. Wiped us out. What? Yeah, we used to we used to record, like, Listening Party and Canal Street Radio. Uh, Canal Street Radio is it's a great Space. Uh, a great radio, a radio, a podcast space. In the Canal Street market. And it was so great. And the last time we were there was March 8th. That was the last show we did. I know. And it's kind of like, I, you don't realize how much you got to like missing some of those people. We missing Robert Smith walking around. Robert missing, Smith. The K-pop convention. The, the really K-pop nice. conventions. The cute. The cute, light-skinned Dominican guys. Oh, just the key. Yeah, he was really He was nice. so he was cute. Really cute. He was really cute. He was really cute. Yeah, he was really cute. And also the, the cute trade at the coffee in the front. You know that one coffee stand? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was cute. He was made my car. I'm like, more foam, please. More so good. More Thank foam. So much. More yeah. Foam. Okay. Oh so All right. let's uh, start this show we off with fuckery. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuckery of fuck. Okay. So, earlier this week, Ames and I are on the phone. And she's like, this whole Hilario ball we missed. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I'm so not, listen, my white girl with problems card is filled up. Right now, all my energy is going to try to save Madonna from whatever zombie apocalypse hell she's in and trying to reverse that. So, like, I really don't have a lot of energy for some new shit. But then <laughs> when you said to me, and, I, and you were like, oh, they're trying to come for her. She is Spanish. Her people live in Spanish. I didn't I was like, say that. You did. You did. Uh-uh. No, I, I asked did you. not. I, I, no, 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 I did. No, no, I asked you, and you said something, because I don't think we all know even the full thing. This is before she had to come out and really say she was from Boston. I heard about it because a colleague of mine at BMCC posted something about who, and she was like, you got to admire this girl for continuing this griff. And I was like, all right, let me let me go to the Googles and see right. what the fuck is going on. And I was like, wow. All right, so basically, I was like, wow, this is like, you have, okay, here's the thing. There's a couple things going on. First off, just on, just on an intellectual level, you have to admire somebody who sticks to it. Like, I don't know about if you're anything like me, but I, like, start something, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm bored, and I give up. This, right. this is the type of dedication and commitment to detail that, if used for good instead of who gives a fuck, she could take over the world. I mean, this is admirable that uh, – so, and also – it's very when, Trumpian, so I don't know if it's admirable. It's be, no, but I'm saying it's like in the age, if this had been done in 1970 right. or 1980 or even in 1990, we would just go, okay, yeah, she's Spanish. Her Spanish is very good from what I understand. All of her kids have like the most ridiculously over-the-top Spanish names ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, like beyond, you know, like it's not just Eduardo. It's like Eduardo Jesus. So she's mm-hmm. committed, okay? Mm-hmm. But the thing is so crazy. And like when she got married, because part of me is going, all right, she got married to a public figure. The wedding was in the New York Times. The New York Times fact checks. I know this for a right. fact. 
Right. Because I have written for the New York Times, they fact check. I was like, so maybe this is bullshit that she's making this up. Because how did it get by all of these? Did she kill everyone she went to school with? Did she right. wipe out the entire population of Mallorca? How did she get away with this for so long? And just some random blogger went, hey, by the way, what the fuck is this chick up to? Well, you know what happened? I found out. Evidently, the week prior to that, she was, I guess, was this oh, when she had a fight with Amy Schumer? Right. When everybody was getting mad at Amy Schumer about something Amy Schumer said online, and she went on and she did some rant, but I guess in her rant, forgot her fake accent and was speaking like a full-on American, and everybody was like, what huh? Your vo- <laughs> what, what happened to your voice? So then a friend of mine sent me this clip of her. I'm like, I know this child was not on TV acting like she did not know the American word, the English word for cucumber. I'm which like, is, lady, you which were is born cucumber. in. Which is cucumber. <laughs> like, she's like, what, what, what's the, what do you, how you yeah, say, cu- how you say, how you say <laughs> the cumber of cuke. Cucumber. I'm like, You've been here. You're married to an American I'm, from Long Island. And, and from Long about, Island. And you're an American from fucking Boston. It's Not like, uh, like okay. it's all things. And then, oh, I'm sorry. Is your name Hillary? And right. one of her, one of the people describe her as an average white chick from Cambridge named Hillary. I was but done. This, I mean, the thing is, I mean, all, the, all, you know, Amy Schumer's Chuck Schumer's niece, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd throw that out there for no particular reason. <laughs> um, just whatever. Okay. So here's the thing. I mean, it's, it would be, com- it's, on one hand, it's comical and kind of ballsy in an age of social media. I mean, that she got away with it. How did she get away long. with this so long? Uh, because this chick has been on well, TV. You know what it is? She's but selling you know people stuff. Like, no, but I mean, you know what it is? Nobody mm-hmm. gave a fuck. Everybody was right. like, yeah, whatever, she's Spanish. You know what right. I mean? Like, nobody gave a fuck because she wasn't like, going on TV and asking you to send her money. Right. She was just sort of a, one of these annoying people who looked good all the time, whatever. I will say like this. Aisha but, Curry, I can't stand her. I can't stand her. That's a whole other topic. We'll get into that. In, yeah, let's get into that in another time because I, I can only stomach so much, like, uh, animosity right. in one day. So I think that part of it, was, you know, like, whatever, nobody gives a fuck. And also, she's married to a guy who's such a dominant media personality that we're like, all right, we all know Alex Baldwin is kind of a dick, but we like him because he's our dick, you know, because he's good politics, and he's a hothead, and we all know that about him. Okay. And also, so she was like, whatever, she's having a million kids. I will say this, and I'm not saying, like, I knew for a minute this was happening. I had never in my life met anyone named Hilaria. I've never heard that as a Spanish name, ever. I have been to Spain. I have friends whose ancestry is Spanish. I have never heard Hilaria. Never. Right. So I was right. like, all right, what her parents named her Hilaria. Great. Um, the thing that is fucked up about this, other than the fact that it's ridiculous, is that there are two things that are fucked up. The first thing is fucked up is that she has gotten press in Spanish magazines that right. should, have, should have gone to women who are actually from Spain. Right. So it's not like she's a racial This is where it becomes also. damaging. It's like yeah, you, it's you, not you. even that. But the thing that's really kind of bizarre to me, speaking as a white girl, why do we celebrate being – there's something unexotic about being white. 
I mean, you're right. you're white, you're black, you're whatever. Who gives a fuck? It's like, why Spain? Why would she be more exotic if she were French? Would she be more exotic if she were German? Well, I think she picked Spain because the family moved there for a bit when she was a teenager or something. Yeah, Only for a bit. And they came back. She went to high school in Boston, too. So it's like, I. it's almost like, did you go on vacation to decide, oh, I like this, I'll be this. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's very, 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 very weird. It's but weird. It's, but it's and it's actually, you, to call somebody a grifter, to me it's almost a little, it's just, I don't know. I don't get that. I don't, I don't get this thing where you're living in these spaces and, 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 and adding these ethnicities that you don't have and you don't think that that's offensive or damaging, you know, well, like you're running around portraying yourself and acting like you don't speak the language. And then you have to admit over the weekend that you were born in Boston and your name is really Hillary. And her mother. And the thing is, is that it's not like she was born in Boston to some like homemaker and a mechanic. Her mother is like a major, major important doctor in Boston. Which to me again flips back to, She's been on a Today Show a million times, all these different things, and we've gone through these pregnancy journeys with her. I'm absolutely surprised that it's not taken this off of somebody who went to school with her or anything. And be well, like, that's what I'm saying. I mean, be like, wait, a, like I know this chick. She's not. Her name is Hillary. Yeah, she's from. I think she wasn't. I think she wasn't enough in people's mindset. I think she was very much kind of. She didn't matter enough until she had like some public. I no, mean, that's you know just what? always kind of annoying. It's this fucking pandemic. The pandemic, people are bored, bored. so they've been digging back in. Like, you notice how they have dug back up. And this this is a dangerous thing. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Oh, good. This, you know, going in the past to periods of time when things were different, where you could have different kind of comedy, and bringing them up now and wanting to cancel people in 2020. But, like, they dug through a bit from Sandra Bernhard's comedy act from my personal 20 Jesus. years ago. She's my personal Jesus. You know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I love her too. And I've, <laughs> and I've seen, and I've saw, this show that she, that, that she had this part, I actually saw a lot when she said that, you know, it was around the time of Butterfly. So this is like 90, 97, 98. Well, you know, when she makes a joke about Mariah saying, Mariah's being on niggerish on the back of the bike and all that. And everybody's like, she called Mariah nigger. And then cancel Sandra Bernhard. And I'm like, was the joke. You look at the joke now, and everybody's like, oh, I can't believe you said it. One, is comedy. Everybody like it's comedy. Two, right. you have to look at not where we are now, where everything about Mariah Carey is, I'm a black woman. Back then, that is not how Mariah was being presented. I think you know this for a fact. If you did any writing for Columbia at that time. Oh, yeah, no, she was hypocrisy. Anything. I, I Around yeah, Mariah I will Carey, say that, you but if you're could white, not say you could not write. She was black in print like that. It just would not. Fly. But if you're white, I will say mm-hmm. that that's not a word you use. Full stop. No, it's, it's not. not a word you use. It's, uh, there, it's are not, other ways, you, there are other ways. There are other ways of expressing you know, nigger, that. Yeah, but niggerish is that. T- listen, I, you know, I'm not going to defend nigger and the use and all that. I will just say it's a slice in time. It's a moment, and I think that if we start policing comedians. Eddie Murphy would not be Eddie Murphy today if he started today because the jokes and everything that made him famous, it offended people then, but the power was different and people got to see the genius of him. Eddie Murphy starting today would not be Eddie Murphy because all of that stuff would be scrapped. It would just, people would be canceling him. So I do think it's dangerous where the comedy world, where I kind of feel like if it's funny, 
anything can go. Like, I like dirty humor. I can laugh it, at crazy well, if shit. Well, it's funny. But getting back, I just want to really briefly, the, the thing I think, and then we'll, gosh, she's already, uh, she's, the thing that really, there's two, another thing I just read about the Hilaria thing, and then, or hilarious, as they're calling her. She's hilarious. Well, we'll call her Hillary, because that's her name. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, she can call herself or whatever. You know what I no, mean? No, she can't. Not anymore. Not if you pass yourself off as something that you're absolutely not, because now you're a fraud. Right. But you the thing on is, TV acting like you could not speak the language. It's like, that's, well, she that's where you, that's, and no, you're she, right. That is a dedication, but that is also no. a dedication when you have taken it. Now you're like, you know what else I'm going to do? Act like English in my first well, I, I, like I said, I think I think the two real kind of crimes here, the thing mm -hmm. that bothers me the most, like I said, speaking as white, a white person whose heritage is European, okay? So yeah. I'm white. Who's your, but I will tell you that we do in this country, you know, look at people with exotic, and I'm putting that in little air quotes, backgrounds in a more kind of romantic kind of way. Mm -hmm. So if I, all right, so my background is Ashkenazi Jewish, which is kind of mm -hmm. the run-of-the-mill regular Jewish. If I were to say I'm Sephardic, people would go, ooh, Sephardic, that's so interesting. Why? Because somebody took a left instead of taking a right when they right. were running away from whoever was trying to kill you? So we do celebrate the other. We do make it like, ooh, she's not just a white girl. She's Spanish. Keeping in mind that Spain is Europe. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, there are different types of Spanish speaking right. people there, but if you call, um, if you call someone, you know, that's why people get into, uh, like people in Spain would say, you know, we're not like Mexicans, we're different. There are white Cubans, you know what I mean? There yeah. are white Venezuelans. Oh, remind me to tell you a story about Venezuela in a second. But the <laughs> other thing that's really funny is that, Guess which newspaper is just going to town with this story? The Post. Oh, because well, they hate Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. They hate Alec Baldwin. Yep. So they are. And Alec Baldwin, if you're going to pick a husband who's the worst possible defense for you, mm -hmm. it's Alec Baldwin because he has but no filter. Well, well, doesn't it also make sense that you'd be Alec Baldwin and your wife's a scam? That also makes sense. Yeah, I have a soft spot for Alec Baldwin, even though he's an asshole. I do have young Alec Baldwin. There was mm -hmm. nobody hotter than young mm -hmm. Alec Baldwin. And by Baldwin brothers' standards, at mm -hmm. least he didn't give birth. At least he's not the Stephen Baldwin. Because he's problematic. Oh, he's a little problematic. Father yeah. of, of oh. uh, what's her face? Ah, the who's, one who's married to Justin Bieber. Right, and he's problematic. Isn't her name Hillary? Her, oh, that's where she got it from. <laughs> she got we, it we from him. We should just a birth certificate and make sure it's not right. like Dolly. It's really Hillary. <laughs> but the thing I was going to say about a white... Okay, so a million years ago, when mm. I still had a career, there was a writer... A, a, an African-American writer who once made a crack about like, oh, you know, Amy Linden has no cultural right to write about black music. So, um, and I decided joking around that I was like, well, I'm just going to tell people I'm Venezuelan because whatever, who knows what a Venezuelan person looks like. Right, they can right. look like me. They can look like you. They can look right. like whatever. So it became like this running joke. I'd go, I'm not white. I'm Venezuelan. <laughs> to the point where we were watching TV one night and the Mr. Universe pageant is on and you know the Venezuelans always win that because they do a lot of plastic surgery those girls and I and my son was like 
look, mom, someone from our country. I said, yes, we're <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, Hillary, Hilaria, Jaime, Mecca, Lecca, Hi, Mecca, Heine, Ho. Whatever. I would like to hand her the thirst award. She oh, gets the, so she thirsty. gets, she gets the Rachel, Dolez- the Rachel Dolezal, I did it to 2020 thirst award. So it's still, bad Hillary it's Baldwin. Baldwin. Yes, it is. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You co-opted a culture. It's the same thing. I just it think really it's, just, is. it's just like, and she what did you just say? She was in Spanish magazines and everything. Yeah, that's true. Spanish, she was a Spanish woman. You, this whole thing would still be going on if somebody didn't really expose it's a it. And then, sudden, I will then all of a sudden, the people who went to school were like, here's a picture of her from this grade. Yeah, here I mean, I, I will grade. say, one of the great mysteries of 2020 will be how did she keep this up for that so long? I think, like me, a lot of people, I don't ever pay attention to her. Like when no, I not see at a, all. my senior channel, she's doing a cooking segment or something. I'm just like, oh, I was oh, did she do life. that? I, was, I thought she was yes. just like a yoga instructor. No, but you know, they're always all of that. And then this is a healthy eating. That's why she didn't know how to say fucking cucumber. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. She's just one of these bitches who just like had a baby and then would like pose in her underwear. I'm like, ugh. Right. If I want to see a pregnant woman of indeterminate ethnicity posing in her underwear, I want to see Christy Teigen, for fuck's sake, because we love Christy. And that's all I want to say. Not we. You love Christy. I love Christy. I love her. And I would like to send this heartfelt note out to some of the people who listen to our show who took umbrage with me saying that Frank Ocean was severely overrated. Oh no! And, that's a, no. And I want to. And I want to. Who? I want you guys to lean into your speaker because I really mean this, and I know how you guys felt who? when I say <laughs> Frank Ocean is motherfucking overrated. Oh, totally overrated. And guess what? He may be talented. I did not say he was not talented, but to me right now, it's overrated. And I'm going to need him to come out. With a hit album with some hit songs. Because he never did, guys, though. But, I mean, to be, in his defense. But in it, no, no, no. That, no, I will disagree with you there. You do not have to have a hit album with yes, hit you do. songs. Eventually, no. No, for, for all of this level of praise, eventually, everybody who no. we love, 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 eventually has that one album that at least they've had a hit song with it and a hit well, album. Well, Channel Orange debuted number one. Okay, that was 40 years ago. Let's but what I'm saying is, I don't cry, I don't judge the, the worth of an artist by the hit. Oh, usually I don't either, but the praise that they're giving him, people are acting like he's come up here and has a Luther Vandross catalog. I mean, nobody so really cares him. Oh, no, people's, oh, honey, I'm speaking this conversation from the amount of people that have said something to me from that statement that I made on the show. I'm not pulling this out my ass. No, well, they need to... Let me finish, because this is my thought. Okay. I think it is very... To me, it is important. If you got... Listen, I did not say he wasn't talented. I do think he's talented. But I also... Don't come at me like this dude has, like, a Luther Vandross catalog full of albums and hits that are just so undeniable. A lot of his music and songs sound like the same shit to me. So when I say a hit, give me something that's undeniable that I put it on and I vibe. I put his records on, and halfway through, I'm just like, I feel like I'm listening to one long same song, and I always turn and put on something else. So um, 
my opinion hasn't changed, but I'm glad you guys stand for your guy. And I always root for him to come out with something that I love. It just hasn't really happened yet. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you, most critics will agree. I mean, if you look at that, he's overrated. I like 1.5 of, of his albums. 1.5. I love uh, Nostalgia Ultra. I still think that, that to me is the best work, and that's the and I like case. half of and I like, but it was released as an album, and I love half of Channel Orange. And I will say that, from what I understand, he is horrible live, which doesn't surprise me. But you know, like I said, there are a lot of people I think are overrated. I mean, don't even get me started. And the people I think, I mean, looking. Uh, but I don't look at necessarily because some of my favorite artists um, have never had hits. Mind you, listen, you know, I love Nina Hogg and I love Lena Love. And all these girls have had like one song or whatever. But I see the art in the music. When I listen to it, I hear it. For me, when I hear Frank, it all just sounds like one long song. And, right. I, I, and so I'm very, you know, when I see the devotion that people have to him, it's like, great. I love that you have your fans. Now really deliver them the project they deserve. Well, and again, this is, but some people will say he has. I don't happen to agree with his later output, but it, you could say this. I get into a fight with people all the time about any number of people who are considered massively huge artists or not. And, and if something vibes with you, something vibes with you. There's right. a lot of people, a lot of music. I don't understand the over the top praise that this woman uh, Phoebe Bridgers, I listen mm. to it. I'm like, okay, she's good, but tell me what's different about her from every other quirky white female singer songwriter. I'm not saying she's bad, right. but it's I I I don't get it. My I I and it's not like I don't get it because I have such a pop sensibility, even though I kind of do. I just yeah. I just don't get it. I mean, and I'm not saying she's bad, but you look at these top. 10 lists of the year. Otherwise, I mean, first off, I literally, and I'm saying this not as an exaggeration, uh, a couple of writers resurrected the unofficial Village Voice Paz and Job poll, which was always the big poll oh, every year. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So the Village Voice doesn't really exist anymore. So if someone did it unofficially and I'm, and everyone voted in it and, you know, it was on the internet. I, I'm not saying, and I'm not saying this as an exaggeration because I do tend to be hyperbole. I literally have never heard of three quarters of the people on some of these lists. Right. And not only one or two people, I'm like, come on, this has got to be a fake band. Come on, you're making this up. But it means something to somebody. But I don't get the over-the-top for a lot of artists. I don't get, you know, like the, oh, my God, they're breaking. I guess I tend to have a little bit more commercial sort of taste. But I... I look at these lists and I'm like, is anyone not aware that Pet Shop Boys put out? Right. Which actually was a great was a great a record. Great and I like Maggie. I like Maggie's record a lot too. But you know what's really interesting? Whose record? Maggie Maggie Rogers. What, what I will say is, there's just been so much music, and with streaming now, it's nothing much. is before. You know, this is where the marketing campaigns and things really benefited artists because you really got to marinate with them, know who they are, really get into the music. And now it's New Music Friday and, you know, 200 songs are dropped on a playlist. You're getting little bits and pieces and, you know, you got to have to discover these artists differently. And, yeah. And, I and so everybody's got their own little slice of something. 
And I'm really happy for a lot of these independent artists and smaller artists that are making these lists because, you know, they're getting their shot. But I also think there's so much and you're getting so much thrown at you and there's nothing really marinated. Too much much content. I don't think what's really sticking. Like when I was trying to think what are the records I like this year, it's like there's a bunch of things that I like, but was there anything that just is still in rotation today? You know, and. I could think like, 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 you know, the dance pop stuff this year. You know me, everybody knows huge. I like But it was huge shit. this year. But really, I mean, but great stuff from smaller people like Sophie Tucker to me. They were, they made great music this year. I love Sophie Tucker. Is that Tucker. the group that they spell it weird, right? Yes. They spell, yeah. Uh, yes. And, and Roisin put out a great record. Oh, Dua Lipa put record. out a great record. Steps put well, out a great record. Went, well, Kylie Minogue put out a great record. Jesse Ware. Put out an amazing well, record. Dua Lipa you know? was a, a, yeah. a situation where that was a big hit record. Yeah, it was. I mean, good for her. She, no. this is, we're seeing now the new generation of stars. Because just face it, the ones from my generation, you know, there's still a lot of them putting out great music, but these young kids just do not care. They almost don't care if you're in your 30s anymore. So it's, it's really, we're seeing like the Katy Perry's and those artists kind of be pushed into a, uh, heritage lane you know what i mean where they can put out these albums but it's going to be to support their touring because people want to hear the hits but Katy perry doesn't put out good music anymore that's what it is yeah. well i mean that's yeah. i always all right talk about overrated i'm not even i don't think Katy perry can sing i mean i yeah, i think yeah. she's a terrible singer yeah. um no I, it's really interesting uh well i mean some of the records i was first of all i can't remember anything when i used to do this top 10 list when i was like a real music critic i'd be like i don't remember and especially this year i can barely remember anything but um dua lipa was definitely on my list um that was a great record yeah great 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 record fiona apple record i didn't go back to it a lot but i really liked it on fetch the bull cutters and that was on almost every list i saw this year yeah well Um, you know they, they they can't wait to put Fiona on the list. And she usually doesn't disappoint. And I enjoyed this album. But again, what did you say? I listened to it a lot that week. And I have not been back to it because then something else comes. Right. And if I could be honest with you, I've just been listening to a lot of old shit. Like, I've been going through the Linda Ronstadt catalog. Listening to a lot of I think Linda. she's overrated. Do you? I love her voice. See, that I... voice, to me, that voice can sing anything. And she did sing anything. Well... I don't, I don't, it's not nice to say mean things, but I don't think, I think she's a very good singer. I think she's. Are you she, kidding? This is the place to sing. All right. I don't want to say mean. I think she, I think that Linda Ronsand is a very good singer, but I yeah. did not like it when, I don't like it when she belts. I like it when she does the, the kind of softer material. Oh, see, when I like comes, I like a good belt. You know, I'm a gay. But I, I think like she oversings. I'm not a fan of the oversinging. But that said, I think that she's a really good person. And she has made great music. She just never, um, I think if, I, whatever. She never, at the con, let me just, mm-hmm. I just want to finish with my list real fast. So, mm-hmm. Roseanne, I'm totally into. I love that. X, um, the punk band X put out a great album this year, Alphabet Land. Um, with, uh, with, uh, Del Bozio? Oh, no, no, that's no, God, that no, God, God, you're comparing God, Iceberg God, Goldberg. God, no, God, no, no, no. X, the punk band. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Um, Salt, both albums I really liked a lot, and that's uh-huh. a group I had heard of but never really heard. Kind of brought me back to a kind of Young Disciples kind of vibe, and that it's a mm-hmm. collective, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Run the Jewels, really good record. Yeah, that was uh, a good record. That was a good record. Um, I will say, though, that the 
the best title for a single this year from St. John, who I really like a lot. Plus, I think he's mm -hmm. unbelievably hot. Okay, mm -hmm. this is the title Brooklyn from Brooklyn Boy. Brooklyn I know. So cute. Okay, here's the title of the song on the album. You ready? Monica Lewinsky, elected oh, yeah. here. And did you see when she tweeted, he tweeted, uh, Monica, you should be in my video. And she hit back, uh, do I get royalties for this? I know. Bless her heart. <laughs> I just thought that that's a great, um, mm -hmm. but I think it is kind of amazing that we had such a big year for dance pop in a year where we couldn't go out. Where we could go. Like even Lady Gaga, all of those records really danced me through through this pandemic. And I know there's been a lot of other really great records that it was slower and melodic, but I got to say, through the pandemic, it was so depressing and I was losing people. And, you know, this was a hard year. We lost, you know, the matriarch of a family, my, my Aunt Margaret. And, you know, Fred lost his mom. Miguel lost his dad. Camille lost her mom. You know, my friend Eric died. Joshua died. You know, it was just, it was, I needed uplifting things because it was just all really heavy and it's still heavy. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I we're behind 2021. I don't think we're all going to wake up on Friday and be like, whoo, was it last year? Terrible. <laughs> it's like, you're going to wake up on Friday and be like, Oh, this shit's still going on. Right. But there is some light. There is, I, look, it's not going to like you're going to turn on a light switch and we're all going to be like, yeah, let's make out in the crowded grocery store. Mm -hmm. It's going to be amazing. But at least we know that like an adult is coming into the room who, you know, who believes in, in science, which is always, let me ask you a question. Would you take the vaccine? I'm not an anti-vax person. And I am saying that I will eventually take the vaccine, but Fortunately, I don't feel like I'm going to have to worry about that decision for like damn near a year because they are behind by millions. And by the time they get to us, the people, I think that's not going to be until damn summer or fall, if, if I can be honest. Yeah. And I, I just know that making doctors appointments, everybody's like, oh, and then your doctor and everything. I have to book my doctor's appointments now in advance because it takes that long to get one. And it's telehealth. So it's like I, when everybody has to really, the general public has to start going to their doctor and you need two shots, I just don't see it going smoothly because it's already not. Like NYPD was supposed to get their doses and start this week, and they didn't get their doses. So you, we can already see it's behind with all of the frontline people, except for Lindsey Graham and fucking Marco Rubio, who had no problem shoving down and getting their shots in front of people. How crazy. Like Marco Rubio is such a cochon to be one of those people standing out there poo-pooing this whole situation and then be, like, first in line to get a virus and still trying to have shit to say about Fauci. It's like, yeah, but you lined your ass right up and got a shot in your arm before your constituents. You, sir, are just, ugh. This what? year and the fuckery that has been exposed with people is just way, way, way too much. So I don't know, I, Amy. I think I know. will. I think yeah. I will. I think it's, I will. I think I will. Yeah, I mean, my feeling is, first off, I'm not, I mean, I'm technically in a high-risk category because I'm over 60. I mean, anybody over 50. I don't have any pre-existing. You're not over 60, Amy. You're 57. Yeah. 
What? <laughs> Go with it, girl. You're 57. That's what, oh, that's I thought you I, said 67. No, I, I said like, 57. That's what I put yeah. on your new Tinder profile. I created a Tinder profile for you. Right? you yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yay. Um, yay for me. Um, what was I going to say? Um, About the so I'm not, I'm not in a, you know, a first come category. Uh, I am a teacher, but I think teachers are in the second round, and that's only teachers who are in person. Colleges are all online. Uh, yeah, they are behind in all this, um, which is fucked up. I I think I would take it, because by the time it got down to me, they may have worked out the kinks a little bit. Well, that's how I feel about it, because I'm like... Clearly. But there appear to be no kinks so far. That's the thing. There appear to be no kinks. Well, let's see. But no one has gotten the full dose yet. Also, everybody's only gotten one shot. It's a two dose shot. Let's just see one of them is. Up. One of them is the the but other no, one. No, all of them are. The, there's only one that's going to be a one dose shot, and that's still in trials. That is not in market yet. Every vaccine that is on the market is two doses. Moderna is two doses, and Pfizer. One right. of them is one of them is 21 days apart, and one of them is 28 days apart. One of Johnson them, and Johnson is working on one that is going to be a one dose, but that's not in market. That's still in trial. Right. And AstraZeneca, I think, is coming out with – I. here's the thing. I mean, I think that there will be – I'm somebody who had a, um, a chronic disease for years, and it was one that didn't have a cure. And as soon as they developed um, – a medicine for it, everyone and their mother was making a medicine for this thing. So yeah. as, as soon as they can start, I mean, I think I would take it. I mean, I think I would take it, but I don't think it's going to be a question I have to concern myself with for quite some time. So it's right, not that, like, me too. I, listen, I take the flu shot every year. I take the, the pneumonia shot. It's a five-year shot every five years. I'm not an anti-vax person. Have you had, I, the, shingles, have you had the shingles vaccine? Are you not no. old enough not? Holy crap. That is the one vaccine I've ever had in my life mm -hmm. that where you're like, you must be kidding me with this shit. And I was mm -hmm. like, I felt like crap, but I'd rather that than get shingles because I've yeah. heard that's the worst thing ever. Yeah, I enjoy a vaccine myself. Mm -hmm. I've had lots of vaccines. So I think I would get it. I, I don't think I would get it. I would get it, but it's going it, to, by the time it comes down to us, the the decision will have been made for us. You know what I mean? Well I, well, I feel like by the time it comes down to me, I'm going to get it because it's going to be probably a year from now. Right. And exactly. I will be able to see and read. And if everybody's just like cold, nobody's yeah. just thinking in the street. Or if, if I don't wake up one morning and it's like, I am legend, and all of a sudden Will Smith drives by me on a bike on a, in a car with a dog, and some zombies are chasing them. Can you explain that reference? I'm, I'm being very serious. I have never seen the movie okay. I Am Legend. The, what is the, the reference? the very beginning of the movie, it starts out Emma Thompson, in an uncredited role, is, is a I doctor. Love her. Yeah. I love her she, so much. She's a, a, a doctor and scientist, and she's sitting okay. on TV on like a – what was that guy's name who used to come on Channel 13? You know who I'm talking about. Every night he yeah. had the greatest him and the table. What's his name? Charles? Was it Charles something? Charlie oh, Rose. Charlie, Charlie Rose. Rose. Like, she's on like a Charlie Rose. It's that kind of setting. The dark room, the table. She's sitting across from this woman. And Emma's a doctor, and she's saying, I um, created this vaccine, uh, and we did cancer trials. And she says there were 2,700 something people in the trial. And we did the vaccine and the treatment. And how many people were cured? She's like 2,700-something-something. 
and it's all of them. She says, so effectively, you found the cure for cancer, and she goes, yeah. Yes, I did. And then the scene, and then, then the scene goes dark, and then the next scene it pops up. It's a desolate New York, and you can see cars are crashed, but it's clearly years later because like the streets are overgrown with reeds and nobody's there. You see Will Smith with his dog, he's driving crazy through the street because he's going to the store to get something, and everybody has been turned into zombies with whatever her cure is. You mean like Scientologists? <laughs> <laughs> so are they curing people with whatever they pump into Jada and her mother their mother's face to keep them from moving when they speak? I'm just saying. I don't watch that show. I don't watch it either. I think let me First tell you something. All, I'm not gonna watch anybody who I think is full of shit trying to tell me some yeah, shit about I don't, shit. I, I, yeah, Listen, I don't I'm sitting here listening to her sometimes and she's saying some shit and I, there's things that I yeah. You know what? I, I can't say too much. What yeah, exactly. I just, the thing is, I just wondered <laughs> if there's any correlation right. because I, for one, especially after seeing the Leah Remini show about mm-hmm. Scientology, I can't look at, if these people are fucking creepy crawly to me. I mean, I just don't want to watch. But I was just like, no, the reason I ask is because I always hear this I am legend uh, analogy and I have no idea like, what they're talking the about. was, I cured cancer and the next scene was everybody in the world was dead and they were oh, turned cool. into zombies. Cool. Speaking of New York City, mm-hmm. speaking of New York City, so uh, it appears that you and I are the only two people who have not decided we're going to run for mayor of New York. And I know that not everybody who listens to the show lives in New York, but because we are New Yorkers, we think the world revolves around us. So New you York have to City, put up with New York City girl. So I made a short list of everybody who has uh, declared or who is uh-huh. thinking of running. All right, Maya Wiley. Who, who used to be on MSNBC, who I have sort of a girl crush on. So I just want to say that I like her. And I saw her at a show once at BAM, and she's, like, ridiculously good-looking in person. Not a criteria for being mayor, but I'm just saying. And she would be our first woman mayor if she were elected. So she's very qualified. And I Nobody think knows who she is. Next. No, in New York, they definitely know who she is. I don't know who she is. Next. She was a talking head on MSNBC for years, and she's she's a big deal. And she was in the two administrations, but I like her. Scott Stringer, who's the borough no. president. Okay, but he's somebody. Max Rose was the congressman from Staten Island. Oh, God, not that guy with those horrible commercials. No. <laughs> but I like him because he was running against a ultra-right-wing Trump Greek person. Um, he's, he could he could maybe win. Eric Adams, who's borough president of Brooklyn. No. Problem at why? What do you got? What's, what's wrong with him? Because I don't think he'll win because Eric Adams was part of the hip-hop cop situation. He was no, no, no. hip-hop cop. And what do I you think he'll win? Do you like him or not? No, I'm trying to explain it, but you cut me off with the no, no, no. <laughs> what I was going to say is, I think that that will be problematic when you're trying to run in this city because there's so many issues between people of color and police. And what what people of color are going to worry about is what side are you going to fall on when there's an incident? Because, you know, listen, being a police officer, you know, that, that oath is taken very seriously. And I know, like, with my father, even retired, once a cop, always a cop. Those are your brothers in blue. And I just think that the... the the situation between the police and, 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 and the citizens of color in the city really need to be healed. And I don't know if the black ex hip hop cop is the one that people can do that in a way where the people are going to trust 
that he's going to come to the table clean slate and try to solve any of those issues. Can I defend him for a second? Not that I'm going to vote for him because he also has the name of an ex, uh, the son of an ex of mine. So, um, um, he's been at, uh, yes, I, I do understand what you're saying by the cop thing, but he, um, as borough president, he's not sided with the cops a lot, but I'm not going to necessarily vote for him. All right. Next one, Andrew Yang, who I didn't even know lived in New York. I didn't know he was from New York. Miguel was one of the tell me he's from New York. And you were from New York. He's from New York. Wow. Who? I mean, I seriously had no idea. I didn't I, either. I think he's, at first, I, I honestly feel like he could be the front runner. He's a wild card, right? People I like him. Could, people like him. I think that um, he's, I don't know if Eric is what the city needs to me. Eric is working his politician thing. I think the city needs Andrew. And I do think that we have a very strong, that is felt underrepresented Asian community in this city, and I think they would come out for him in droves. All right, here's my one question about Andrew Yang, though. Absolutely no experience. Being yeah. a mayor is not like being – I mean, being a mayor is probably – they used to say that being the mayor of New York was the second hardest job in the country, mm-hmm. and I think it really is because being a mayor is – that was always the complaint about Pete Buttigieg, right? He no. was a mayor, but he didn't have any more executive – Andrew Yang, I like him as a person, but he has zero executive experience. So, True, but it's also the shit job that nobody really wants because once you're the mayor of New York, it's just one problem after yeah, no the other. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's just a problem McGuire. after problem after problem. Ray McGuire, who has a, a lot of support in yeah. the black community, who I've never heard of. He's a he's a businessman. You know, I I wish people, I do say I'm not a fan of a politician, but it would be nice if to have someone doing the job who had done the job before. It's like a pilot. You don't want your pilot. People always say that, right? I'm like, listen, politicians, that's their job. It's like, I don't want to go to the doctor and have, you know, the plumber plumber (laughs) doing my shit. It's like politics is politics for a reason. It's nasty. And you get up in there and you have to know how to deal with that shit or else you don't, you don't get things done. You know, you'll just yeah. be a name only in the city. This city is really fucked up. The city has really huge budget issues. There are a lot of issues. We need someone. I do think we just need someone fresh. Like, and I'm with you. The idea of, especially after the Trump experiment, of someone who just has no experience thinking right. they can run something. And New York is a very complicated city. Very complicated. It's really, there's just so much beneath the surface. But then again, couldn't be much worse than de Blasio. De Blasio sold himself as somebody for New Yorkers and helping the people, and the city has gotten more expensive under him. He's done more deals with developers. People have left the city in droves. You go up and down. Dude, I don't like that. You haven't been to Harlem in a while. The last time. I was in Harlem yesterday. I'm in Harlem uh, every well, month. I mean, but I mean going up toward me. Like, you, you go <laughs> you go to one, you're, you're on 118th. You did not take a walk up and down 125th to see that basically all of the mom and pop stores have been shuttered. It's like now it's, yeah. And, and they're, they're, everything on 125th now is Victoria's Secret. Um, but it's Bath and Beyond. There's supposedly a Target coming. It's all box stores, all the little mom. And so you walk up and down, it's just for rent, for rent, for rent, for lease, for lease, for lease, for lease. It's like that is the legacy of de Blasio. He's, he got free, pre-K, but for all of us who don't have children, what we've noticed is our neighborhood stores being gone, like the support for our neighborhood businesses being terrible, like 
I don't know. He, he's such a disappointment. So I think that we need someone to come in here after him that's really super strong. Like, do you remember that motherfucker actually thought he was going to run for president and all that crazy shit would be happening in the city and he wouldn't be here being like, well, I'm available by phone. It's like, you motherfucker, you're horrible. No, horrible. he's from Massachusetts. He's from Boston. He's not really a New Yorker. But I will say this. I was not a fan of de Blasio, though I did vote for him. I do think he's done several good things. I actually think in a weird way he's the most quote-unquote progressive politically candidate we've had. But I will say this, that the 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 big box store thing did start with Bloomberg. It actually started with Giuliani. And I can't blame him for the current shutdown because that's the pandemic. I mean, no, we, but not that. But you you're the mayor of New York. You should have helped these businesses. You're watching them close left and right. That's your job as mayor to protect the citizens of this city and these small businesses that that are the lifeblood, the backbone of this city. And yes, it did start with Bloomberg. But remember, his whole campaign was bringing it back to New Yorkers and a place for New Yorkers. And what he did was got in bed with developers. Like they oh, yeah. will tell you, they shut down the hospital down the block from his house, no. and yeah. they're building three in Cobble Hill. Three forty-story towers each. It's like, why does that neighborhood need forty-story? residential buildings in a place where their hospital used to be. Yeah, they have a, a – actually, I have to say, shout out to the emergency care there. <laughs> I went there. No, it's really good. I went there when I had a concussion, and I was mm -hmm. in and out in, in five – yeah, I used to go to that. That was always my backup hospital was right. – um, what the fuck was that hospital called? Oh, my God. I'm totally blanking on – which – that was my backup hospital. Well, anyway, it is – I hate – I do not want to do um, – resolutions because I don't believe in them and I yeah, don't really want to either. And plus, I think the resolution should be like let's just stay alive in 2021 here's something I want to think I just kind of maybe ended up with obviously this has been a, a, a you know our, our not joking aside but our kind of making flip comments aside, this has been a very traumatic year on so many different levels um, is there anything that you can think of positive or life-affirming or something that for you came out of it? Yes, absolutely. Um, realizing the true, 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 true importance of great friendships. Oh, my God, I knew you were going to say that in my mind, and I'm not saying that to be sarcastic. Yeah. I just felt that vibe coming from you. Because, you know, I live alone. I'm by myself, my family, you know, my mom and, and sister now, both my mom's retired in Virginia, my sister lives in Virginia. And my friendship circle, we have taken care of each other. We yeah. have checked on each other at times when, you know, because a lot of my work had dried up where I, you know, friends would just randomly, I'm cash shopping you some money so you can go food shopping. I want to make sure you have stuff. You're right. Like checking on each other. And we, held each other up through really difficult times. We've had friends who got sick and died. We've all had to adapt and be there for each other in ways that were very different than I'm running to the house and I'm holding you and we're sitting here and we're crying together. And my friendships were really solidified. You know, you really find out who your friends are when things are tough. And so for me, this pandemic has really shown me that I have true friends, I have real friends, and they are there for me day and night, and I am there for them day and night. 
And I think that kind of brings it back to the basics, right? It's not about, yeah. oh, we all at a party together while doing this. It's really easy to have your friends when it's like we're a kiki, we're at brunch. It's really hard when everybody's going through it and, you know, people just want to make sure you're okay. And I feel like between my friends and my family, I'm still here. We're all still here because we've all had that support of each other. And I really hope for a lot of our listeners that they found that comfort in having someone too, because I know it's been hard. Like I'm a pretty strong person and I always say check on your strong friends. And I think you still have to check on your strong friends because strong people need someone to just listen to them, ask if they're okay and not have an opinion sometimes just to listen to. And that was really solidified in this pandemic. So it's been a very difficult year. It's been a year of loss. It's been, you know, plans of, saving money because I wanted to buy a house, you know, next year. Like, everything's pushed a year or two. But at the end of the day, that, to me, was really valuable and something that I took out of it. And it it, it makes me happy. And you, I really appreciate you, and I appreciate that um, we kept this show going and having an outlet to talk and laugh and a little kiki text conversations. And I really, (laughs) I just appreciate uh, the humanity that's oh, come out of, of of this situation. What about you? I, I think, uh, well, I mean, obviously, yes, it's been a very tough year um, on a lot of different levels. I mean, I'm a very social person, not that I need to hang out, but I do enjoy, I, I used to, I had a boyfriend once that said walking down the street with me was like, it took a year because I'm like, hey, I do it. Stopping everybody. Like, it's like right. I literally can't make it down the street. Um I found there's a big difference between being alone, being by yourself. I don't want to say alone because that sounds has a negative connotation. Right. Even though I am alone. Um, there's a big difference between being by yourself and being alone. And I found remarkably that I was a lot less freaked that I was going to be. Um, right. I went much deeper. I'm not trying to sound like all kumbaya about it, but I've mentioned mm-hmm. this before that a lot of meditation, secular and non-secular, opened up their uh, practices to free online. And so I have found that to be very comforting, even if I I don't know how it's affected me, but it's obviously affected me because I've become a lot less reactive, which was always a problem for me. Um, And so I have my moments. I hit the wall hard like last weekend, but for different, I was crying and I hit the wall, but I find myself a lot less. I was crying last weekend too, Amy. I hit the wall last it's hit funny the wall. last weekend is when you hit the wall. I just started crying, and I was I cried from Saturday through probably Tuesday. All right, I cried and for I just, five minutes, you big yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're a big baby. All yeah, right, I man. Think was, <laughs> I, I think it was holding all of that shit in, you know, like my friends dying. Like, I didn't cry when they died. I just was like, okay. Yeah. Because it was in the middle of everything, and I just think, and I was sitting there with a friend. <laughs> I went to comfort a friend whose mother died and I'm the one who's crying. Like how, like that's, that's how much of an emotional wreck I was. But I felt like it was good because you got to let those emotions out. You got to, the thing that I always tell people, just feel it. But then I was the biggest culprit of not trying to feel anything. And it's finally, I was like, you have to let these emotions out. You just have to let them out. But I think what you're saying, just to kind of bring it full circle, is 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 if there has been, and it's been tough, yes, and it's not going to get better in a lot of ways, but I think it has reminded me of 
the strength I have in myself, yeah. that I do have good friends, even if I can't see them in, and socialize in the way I want to. Um, and I now, thanks to being bored and home, bored in the house, I'm bored in the house, I'm bored in the I have now got an encyclopedic knowledge of British police procedurals. So if I ever get arrested, well, international shows, but if I ever, so my reading capability has gotten much better because I now read everything. But if I ever get arrested in England, Courtney, I know exactly what to do and what my rights are. And I think that's important because that's my next goal. All right. We are ending. Wait, you think, what? hold on. We're not ending. That was your oh. biggest thing? I think your biggest thing might be, I don't know, I've been told that I, yeah, all right, all right, I have to bear, yeah, I've been, I'm under a gag order, but. Oh, have you been told that you're not allowed to? I'm under a gag order, but fuck him, because he doesn't listen to the show anyway, because, quote, why would I listen to you? I've had to listen to you my entire life, end quote. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, if my mother had a podcast, I wouldn't do it either. So my mother's podcast would not be as entertaining as we are. Yes, I well, am. Well, good. He doesn't listen anyway, so you're going to have your big up right now. Let's go. We're going to end the show. Up. And so Hayes Dixon was born three weeks, 12, 8, 20, and he is, of course, I'm very biased. But he's fucking cute as a button. He's really cute. <laughs> and I've seen him a couple of times and he's healthy and he's adorable and it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing to watch your baby hold the baby. It's pretty amazing. I had a and moment. You know what? What's, what's better than the end of the year, right? December, totally. new life. New no, life. I, I totally, I said to him, uh, not to Enzo, obviously, because he can't hear <laughs> or speak, even though he is a genius. Um, when a certain person who was the father of this child was like, hey, putting it all on Facebook, I said, listen, motherfucker, number one, how else am I going to tell people? Number two, you have to understand this child, everybody is desperate for some good news. Your child is some good news. Shut the fuck up. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Be safe. Have a great New Year. Um Happy New Year, Courtney. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year, Amy. Happy New Year. Don't forget to follow us on uh, uh, Twitter. <laughs> Whatever the kids are following on people. Finish Ima. We're on Facebook. I'm going to let you finish in why. We're really active there, so check us out there. Uh, we're on IG. I'm going to let you finish in why. We are Listening Party, listeningpartypresents.co. Listening party, follow listening party on IG, follow us on IG, follow us everywhere. Please be safe. Please be, safe. be healthy. Be healthy. Please be happy. Let's uh try to manifest some good energy for twenty twenty one, right? We're still in the middle of this channel challenge, but I do believe in manifestation and I think if we all collectively try to manifest, you know, these next four years. Um, at least having some decency. Um, I don't expect to snap our fingers and shit going over. But not being cursed out on Twitter every day, I think we'll be good. All right, people, we love you. See you in we January. We love you. Bye. Bye.